Tires and Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg, and I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your old Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! You guys wear a lot of spandex and live together. Are you gay? I have to laugh. <laughs> Whew! <laughs> Ugh. All right, back to back to ba- back upstairs. There is a fleet of limos outside, waiting to take us to a strip club. You get a lap dance. You get a lap dance. You're gonna give me a lap dance. Everybody gets a lap dance. Why? Ah, boo world, boo world, it's a world for you, but it's really too boo world. <laughs> what? Remember Rick and Morty, boo world? It's a world for you, but it's really too boo world. For from last night's? Yeah. Oh, you watched a different one. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <gasps> Exposing the business. I might have. This is Two Broke Geeks. I'm Matt. I'm Justin. What was last night's? It was the it was the Hellraiser episode. Oh, shit. That's not what I watched at all. <laughs> this is, yeah, that's the one you watched is not supposed to air yet. <laughs> um... I think we've talked about it on this show before, vaguely, but uh, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me, because uh, Rick and Morty doesn't, um, and the weird thing is, this one was out of Canada, uh, because it showed the Canadian uh, something or other. Um, Yeah, I watched the one that was a Voltron uh, ripoff. Yeah, no, the one that aired last night was the was the Hellraiser knockoff. Huh. Let me, uh, that's interesting. Okay. Oh. Guys, don't be like me and, and, and do it the wrong way. It's bad. <laughs> I'm not advocating. I'm just saying that because this, this is what happens when they don't have a way for me to watch it regularly. <laughs> without Well, cable. Like, like, I watched it on, yeah, I watched it on the Hulu app. Uh, oh man, the one I'm watched says on the, uh, well, you have Hulu Live, don't you? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Uh, oh, you know what? It, uh, was last night's called a Morty Can Grickfeedy? Yep. Yep. Oh, that's the, yep, I see the date on there now, July 18th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Could have watched that one, and I didn't. Fuck. It's so it was so funny too cuz it's just like the main I won't go too much into it but it's basically the main story is Jer- Rick is with Jerry uh cuz Jerry made a uh, Rick made a um made a pact uh, had to pay a debt to a bunch of Cenobites mm-hmm. uh Cenobite characters um in order to repay it they have to hang out with the most 
the like the most uh the saddest person they can find because it gives them pleasure for their for his like lameness and it's and it's Jerry. That's amazing. And the and so it's mainly that and then they have to save Jerry when that when uh when Jerry kind of like finds out what's been going on like so they have to save him from a hell world. Uh but the other story, the other story is there's a new cool kid in, uh, in school and uh, Morty, uh, Chet Butch, Butch Chetman is his name, and and Morty and Summer are trying to be make him cool and realize how cool they are before they get they realize how lame they are, mm-hmm. and. They basically steal Rick's spaceship. Hmm. All uh, right, it, to take him on adventures. Hmm. Uh, and it's so freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's just like base because it's just it's just like the they like the they they try to they steal when they try to steal his spaceship. The spaceship is alive, and it's like um. You're Summer, not Rick. And he's like, right, but I'm gonna you. I'm gonna we're gonna take you on an adventure. She's like, uh, no, only Rick can take me, and I'm not unlocking for you. And, and then it's just like, there's like, oh, well, we have to take it because we have to save Rick. And so I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, wait. So all we had to do was say that Rick's in trouble, and we can take you. And she's like, yeah. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Um, huh. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the one I watched, I'm not gonna give anything away. Uh, All right then. I watched Gotron Jerry Sits Rick Vangelian. <laughs> which and now we're gonna be tracked. Way to go, Matt. Now yep, they're gonna come and find us and arrest us. Someone is gonna turn me in now. Son of a bitch. Look what you did. I feel like I should did. unrecord this whole part, but I'm not going to. <laughs> It is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. And it's not like I don't eventually watch Rick and Morty over and over and over and over again legitimately once it hits um, HBO Max. Yeah. Um, have anyway, you what watched... were you going to yeah. tell me oh. before we started recording and I got sidetracked and, or, and I sidetracked us because I started singing the Boob World theme song? <laughs> Well, now I'm going to have to... I can't wait to hear the Boob World theme song. But uh, NECA just announced uh, a new Halloween 2-pack. Oh, I where, didn't see that. I knew they yeah, were in their, they, their uh, panel yeah, today. Nope. They, they, they were like, don't worry. You don't have to worry about pre-orders or anything. We're not doing that right now. Just have fun. Mm. And it, the, it's a 2-pack of Dr. Loomis... Uh, and Mike Myers, but Dr. Loomis comes with, like, you can take off his trench coat, and Mike Myers comes with <laughs> attachable pieces of fire that you can put on his body. Alright. Take off his trench coat. And I'm coat. like, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. His trench coat. Uh, Good times. Yeah, I saw, I saw earlier, um, that their panel was today for their virtual, whatchamacallit. Um, yeah, because this is the week of San Diego Comic Con, or this coming weekend, weekend San Diego yeah. Comic Con. Yep. That is still at home, but I don't think there's. I, honestly, they had some stuff last year, but they've said nothing like to kind of prep for it or this time around. 
No, and they're having a little uh, mini in-person convention Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, oh, are they? Yeah, they are. Re- they're having like their main at-home one this coming weekend, and then they're having another event later in the year. Uh, it's going to become the new thing. Is going to be uh, well. I mean, I still would like to go to San Diego Comic Con in person. Like, I, the I, next one that comes up, I really want to go and be like, I did it. I imagine next year it'll be fully back to in person because by then we'll have just normalized everybody who doesn't have a vaccine dying of COVID and won't try to protect right. them anymore. And everyone will be like, oh, whatever. Even though we're never going to get out of this hellscape pandemic. Save me. I'm spiraling. Save me for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so... We went to Fright Kingdom on Saturday, which was a little uh, Christmas in July themed. Actually, it wasn't so little, but it was a haunted house in Nashua, New Hampshire. We talked about it a bunch. And goddamn, that place was fun. So I'm still impressed, like thinking about how like like how much work they put into it. I know. That was just insane. Well, and that's why I keep thinking that it might be there year-round, not open year-round, but it seems like that maybe the sets were pre-existing and then they layered the creepy Christmas on top of the sets that exist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you're going through, like, like, a surgical station that... And I'm like, I'm like, that doesn't seem very Christmassy, but they put like just Santa Christmas lights and, and elf costumes. Yeah, and, yeah, and then uh, the the clown room obviously is <laughs> uh, with the killer clowns from outer space that made you just freak right the hell out with excitement. Hell yeah, it's the best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they did an awesome job there uh i can't wait to go back for some of their other themes or whatever they might be doing later on in the year i was just impressed with like the giant animatronics too like Mm -hmm. there were some massive things there like their krampus that was just holding a kid by his ankles oh totally and uh their museum piece at the beginning where you're when you're waiting in line and they had like costumes from like carrie in there and it follows it like follows a death clock Hubie or whatever. Hall- movie. They had yeah, like props from Hubie? Halloween. Yeah, like what? Um, yeah, I was actually really surprised that this little uh, haunted house. And I keep saying little just because it seemed it, the place wasn't little, but it's in an industrial park behind like a bunch of businesses. <laughs> Yeah, it's set up like in rent- a warehouse, yeah. literally behind a regular business. And that the, what I really, what I really appreciated was because it was like three or four. It was like three or four different haunts, but sort of different from how they went about with Spooky World. They're last in a year. row, like yeah, um, like but like even the spaces going in between, they still had so much for you to look at to kind of draw your eyes, so it didn't feel like dead space. Going right. from well, one attraction to another. Right, and that's because it's all indoors versus when we go to Spooky World, that's sort of like a giant outdoor space where they set up the clown house, or, you know, the fun house and the junkyard and the the manor and stuff like that. 
Yeah, and then but then you have instances where I almost punched a animatronic. <laughs> <laughs> we were standing in line waiting because every time you were going to go into another space to to space everybody out for social distancing and for just so groups could could get you know the experience as a group to to space the scares out and everything, <laughs> you would wait in line. And we're just standing there in line, and there's this uh, monster laying in a coffin, and Justin has his back turned out of it, and I'm facing Justin, and all of a sudden this thing just comes <laughs> popping, spring-loaded, up out of the coffin on like a hydraulic arm, and Justin just turns around like, whoa, and he's ready to punch <laughs> it in the face, because he thought there was like a person behind him. <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> and then we both got scared by the person in the light-up snowman. Yeah, which, which I never thought would be a thing that would happen to me. Which is really hard to describe. I tried to describe it to Leanne because I was telling her how much fun we had and how we both ended up getting scared by something, even though we've ne- we have we really don't get scared at haunted houses anymore. And it, it was basically like a light-up snowman but it was hollow, like it was like a sculpture of a snowman. It's, it's those inflate. It's like those inf- giant inflatables it, you put on your yard. Except it wasn't inflatable. It was more like it was, um, like a wire, like a, a yeah, like a wire frame structure with like lights wrapped around the wire frame. But then sitting inside of it, which you couldn't tell, the lights really disguised this because the lights were pretty bright and it was in a corner against a black wall. There was a person in a head-to-toe black bodysuit inside the sculpture and could make the thing jump up and run at you. (laughs) Just like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, that's... that, yeah, that was like that was like the best part because like halfway through we realized they really put so much into making you think, like drawing our eyes away, being like because I can usually point figure out like oh this one's gonna jump of like of like people in body bags or like hiding well, in shit. It's like what I said to you. I think the ratio of like horror mannequins, like horror dummies, to scare actors was perfect because it really got you to go because you've been through you and i have both been through fairly empty haunts before where basically everything that you see is a scare actor like that was that was this past year when we went to spooky world due to like covid restrictions and stuff like that right like they did the best they could but it was very plain like they like we're every they were so back yeah yeah so it's just like oh okay it was more just to a walk in with some spookiness versus an actual haunt right whereas this this was just like nope just chuck it all in like yeah they had an excellent amount of scare actors and an excellent amount of dummies so that that thing standing in the corner could be a dummy or it could be a scare actor and you had a really hard time figuring out which good i mean i wish they had i mean we've posted them on our facebook and everything just like everyone go and check them uh like check them out for their next event which i'm sure they'll probably announce at some point but I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure it'll probably I'm, be around Halloween. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll be back open around. Because this was only a four-day event. It was like a long yeah. weekend thing. Um, 
but I'm pretty sure they open back up in uh, late September, if I remember a couple years ago correctly when I first realized they were a thing. Yeah, good time. It's like we, our area is very limited with stuff like that, so it's nice to see uh, those kind of events come around. I wish there were more places like that around, honestly. Yeah. Because, um, like, some of the big cities have year-round haunts. Not very many anymore, I think, but there are some year-round haunts. I still remember the one we did in uh, New York City that just sucked. Oh, that place was lame. (laughs) So lame. (laughs) Yep, I remember uh, I need to take like if we get. I know we we talked about it a little bit. I and I don't know how it would work out, but now that they've uh, Universal Studios has been announcing their Hollywood Horror Nights stuff, mm-hmm. I really want to go to one at some point. And this year so far, they've announced the American Horror Stories House, yep. the F- Ch- Texas, Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre House, and Bride of Frankenstein. And I know they have a couple other ones. I'm sure there's another Purge-related thing coming around, as always. But I And I know it costs an arm and a, and a leg, even more so now probably this time around. But I want to fucking go. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd love to do Halloween Horror Nights uh, at least once. We're going to do it, damn it, one way or another. Mm. And then we're going to go to the haunt. I mean, um... Uh, <laughs> Wow. Well, what? <laughs> oh man. Um, did you get a chance yet to watch any of of Wellington Paranormal? No, I haven't. Oh my god, it's so funny. You keep saying it's it, really fun. Maybe after we're done here. Okay, oh. yeah, because it's on HBO Max and Hulu at the same time. But HBO Max, you can watch right away, and you don't have to worry about um uh, commercials. Uh-huh. So they have the first three episodes because it's out every Sunday, and they gra- they brought in the two act the, the the people who were the cops in the movie What We Do in the Shadows. You know, I've still never seen the movie, even though I've seen yeah, the you haven't series. seen the movie. I've seen the I've seen all the episodes of the show like three or four times. The movie's fucking funny as hell. Um, I don't think it's as memorable as the show, but it's mm-hmm. still hilarious. But it follows just those two cops as they go on paranormal it's x it's x files meets cops and it's just hilarious like so like they're just stupid (laughs) yeah like the one i just watched is all about a haunted uh they're trying to find a it's a haunted house with poltergeist but it's like a party ghost from the 70s Mm -hmm. and there's like one they bring like a they bring a, a medium in and a loser in the house in a, in a bathroom and the guy the male cop is like trying to open and close the door until it changed from a bathroom into a jacuzzi nice he's like no it's good it, no she's in here wait 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 it's just stupid shit like that um but it's so much it's, i've been having a blast watching it <laughs> uh, i'll have to check it out um <coughs> ew nasty i just had a really disgusting burp and it Oh, I threw up a little in my mouth when I burped. Oh, oh. hot. Oh, that was disgusting. I'm sorry, everybody. Oh. <laughs> um, again, I should cut that part out. I'm not gonna. <laughs> we don't do that. Co- what kind of professionals are we if we're not just 
Just get putting in all the bits. <laughs> you, you're gonna make oh. it? Yeah, it's just that tastes like the corn chips I ate a little while ago. Nice. Hey, it tastes better second time down. No. <laughs> um. Wow. What else did I do this week? Any? Oh well. Uh, there was the season finale of Loki, and we found out that it was a season oh, finale, yeah. not a series finale, like uh, the other two um, Marvel series that we have seen so far. Man, this was fucking underwhelming. Yeah, this series I was not wild about overall. Um, in this episode, kind of like the rest of the episodes, there was good stuff in it, but on the whole, I was kind of like, eh. Well, yeah, so they have Jonathan Majors in it mm-hmm. um, as the, they call him the one who, he who remains. He who remains. So the whole episode basically revolves around both. The dialogue in this just sucked in general. But yeah, the whole, like, the two Lokis are basically just talking with the He Who Remains. Which is a Jonathan version Majors. of Kang the Conqueror, obviously. His, it's it's Immortus. Immortus, yes. Who yeah. is a, a, a version of Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. And this whole episode is literally just Immortus reaches a point where he's like, Oh, like, I created the sacred timeline because if I didn't, all the other... Like, I went to war with all the other versions of myself. Mm-hmm. And I came out on top, so and I made I'm this the, timeline. It seems like... <laughs> of course, we don't know if he was telling the truth or not. Yeah. But he seems... He tries to convince Loki and Sylvie, and he may be telling the truth, he may not be, that he is the best possible one that could have won in terms of keeping everybody safe. Even though yeah. he's constantly... And I, I like the basic premise. It's kind of like the old the, the trolley problem, where like if there's three children on one trolley if there's like a split in the train track and there's like three children on one track and three old people on the other track like who do you save or something like that yeah yeah uh basically kang's point or immortus's point or he who remains point is like yeah like i'm pruning a ton of timelines which means a ton of people die but it's either that or the end of reality, because the multiversal war will destroy everything. So, take your pick. <laughs> it, it, the thing about this whole episode, though, was just... It just got so repetitive with Sylvie. Just kept saying, what if... The, but it might be a but trick. what like, if every, he's lying? Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god. Like, just pick a lane. <laughs> um, And she really did... Uh, annoy me quite a bit in this episode because uh, Loki, all he wanted her to... Loki didn't even say don't kill him. He basically just said stop. Like, we need to talk about this. Like, he... And she's like, yeah, but he's just probably lying. And he's like, well, yeah, maybe. But, like, if we just... We need to really think about this. And her point is basically like... Oh no, he offered that you could rule all of time and space and you just want to rule all of time and space. And Loki's like, not really. I just want to make sure that if we kill him, like... We're not bringing something even worse into this world. Yeah, because even the very end of the episode is him running through the TVA because 
uh, an alternate Sophie, TVA. Yes, a different TVA where where there's no timekeepers. There's just Kang, but he doesn't know that. But he runs up to Mobius and is like, "Oh God, someone's coming! Someone really terrible is coming! Like we have to! St- oh God, he's coming!" And Mobius is like, "Wait a minute, hold on, slow down. Who are you? Are you're an analyst, right? Like just tell me your." And that's when we realize it's a different Mobius. Yeah, so, and that's just, that's the thing that frustrates me about this, because then it the left on that cliffhanger for, and then we did the whole, mm-hmm. Loki will be back in season two, mm-hmm. um, and we already know Kang is, A. Kang is in Ant-Man Quantumania. Quantumania. Yeah. But that's not out till 2023. True, but now I'm just, like, thinking, the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, how are they gonna, like, are they really gonna stretch out, like, multiple Kangs? in like season two where Loki is like just trying to find his way back to Sylvie. I don't think multiple, what I think based on nothing, but it's what seems to make the most sense to me is, uh, Immortus, he who remains kind of implied that there was a worse version of him out there. And then at the end, we see that alternate TVA where there's no timekeepers. Kang hasn't invented the timekeepers he just said no i'm kang i am yeah. in charge i think season two and quantum mania will probably be that one kang the one that is like the worst of them all <laughs> i hope that's the case because i have a bad feeling that they're trying to do what they did with loki which was build a villain and then try to use them as much as possible. Although Council of Kangs is canon. It is. Kind I'm of familiar. like the Council of Ricks, only it's the Council of Kangs. Yeah, and one of the Kangs is a, or Kang's father, one of them is like a variation of Reed Richards. Uh, like Kang's one of the Kangs. Great grandfather, I believe. Because the original Kang is from the. 31st century yes so it's like his great grandfather or his great 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 it's some version of great 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 it's pretty far because 31st century is actually several hundred years in the future so yeah it's pretty but there's far, like yeah. yeah there's like a reed richards verb very i don't know it's some weird or, thing because then we don't know when um <clears throat> fantastic four is coming out what if instead of an avengers movie they announce like uh because quantum mania is 2023 what if they're like fantastic four is 2024 or 2025 and then the fantastic four movie is where the fantastic four have to beat kang which is possible mm. um it makes the most sense uh it's man Marvel's just... I feel like Marvel's just gonna muddy this in some weird way. They are going out on a limb with this multiverse thing in terms of trying to keep everything straight. Well, no. this Now pretty much they've just opened the floodgates. Like, you know what? Now we can do whatever the hell we want. Because you don't know if this is part of 616 or some other thing. Because I think I even saw something or heard something about... Because Kevin, you still have Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiverse of Madness. And uh, Spider-Man has to deal with the multiverse as well. So we are. This is going to get 
um, extremely convoluted. Oh, now. here we go. Uh, just about a day ago, uh, there was Kevin Feige was talking about how he sat down. Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige recently revealed that the Marvel team sat down to discuss the rules of the multiverse as a at a recent meeting. Um, he said on the D23 Inside Disney podcast. Um, there's interconnectivity there that people have already started to see and suss out. And I had a meeting this morning with the whole broad Marvel Studios team going through the multiverse and the rules of the multiverse and exactly how to really deliver on the excitement surrounding the multiverse. I don't know if there's much excitement for me right now. Well, for a lot of other folks there are because Loki was received very well by people, not us. Yeah, well, good for them. Like, I'm glad. I mean, it's not a bad show, but no, in no. the grand scheme of everything else, it was the weakest. I think so. I think it was less interesting than the other two. Uh, I think the implication of the final episode, especially watching the sacred timeline branch out and branch out and branch out and branch out, I think that's an interesting implication going forward, but it remains to be seen how well they handle it. I, because now we, I was talking with someone else that we were talking about the whole multiverse thing. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh, my whole thing was, I will not accept it. Uh, the whole multiverse theory unless in, which makes the most sense to me, but I don't know if they're good. I feel like they should pull the trigger just because of popularity reasons that in Spider-Man No Way Home by the end of the movie, Miles Morales shows up because we need him. Oh, I miles. love that. Like that's that's kind of where I'm hoping it start. We start seeing the real branch offs, especially for <laughs> it's going <laughs> to confuse people who haven't watched the show, so I'll only watch the movies. Because mm -hmm. what the next one's Spider Man? Wait, is Doctor Strange or Spider Man next, or is it Eternals? Spider. Well, Eternals and Shang Chi both come out this year, and then Spider Man comes Damn. out in December. Wow, they are really crunch crunching it. Yeah, well, they're making up for the fact that they didn't release any movies last year. And I guess Black Widow did all right, from what I've heard. Yeah, uh, so... it did pretty well, box office-wise. And Disney is starting to... Uh, they, I can't remember what they're calling it, but they have a metric now for how well uh, their premiere access does. Keurigs! Uh, it's Keurigs! <laughs> Yeah, it's Katie Couric's. <laughs> Katie Couric's. Uh, Multiverse oh, of Madness, I think, is next year. Damn it, I want that now. Let me double check the exact release date of Multiverse of Madness. But I'm pretty Because I know Shang-Chi is this year, and I know Eternals is this year. Um, Multiverse of Madness, yeah, March 25th, 2022. So we haven't we we talked about it a little bit because I I kind of dig the hot toy of Doctor Strange in the Iron Man suit. That's pretty. That was cool. a, like that one was I was like like yeah this was concept art that was used for a possible uh, bit in Infinity War where Iron Man throws his suit to uh, throws a suit to Doctor Strange. Yeah. And I was just like I would have loved to see that, that but then they showed this. Awesome. And I'm still finding it really weird that we're seeing so much in terms of Spider-Man suits for No Way Home. It's super and yet weird. no trailer. <coughs> they released the hot toy of that black and gold 
weird suit that he's got on and yeah <laughs> i posted it with the <laughs> with the gift from the godfather look at how they massacred my boy <laughs> classic just look uh, yeah it, I, man it's so bizarre there with that it's five months away yeah, they there should be at least a teaser trailer by they now. Yeah, they haven't even put out a teaser or stills even. Yeah, but we've everything's seen been toys. just weird. Yeah, it's been toys and then people that have been on set that have just talked like Molina about being about Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Um, these were illicit. They weren't official. But did you see the uh, set photos from the Flash of the Batcave and the Batmobile? Yep. I got so excited. Even though I'm not big, I'm still not completely sold on this I'm film. not either, but boy, just seeing that Batmobile really gets me hyped. The, uh, <laughs> I, the, I did see, I did see some set photos too. It's not much, but it's them because they started f- filming <laughs> Black Adam. Or they're finished filming Black Adam. Oh, they're done? Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> Black Adam's done. I think that movie, or, uh, yeah, that movie comes out next year. Or yeah, because the main photo... Next year or 2022? Can't remember now. That is next year. Yeah. There uh, was a photo on The Rock's Instagram that was kind of just him in the suit staring at a bunch of destruction. Yeah, that's what the one I saw. Then I saw one of just him without a shirt being all muscly. Well, I mean, that's what The Rock does best. Take his well, shirt off. That's all The Rock does. Yes. He doesn't wrestle anymore. He just takes his shirt off and oh, yeah. flexes. Even though I just saw a trailer for the Jungle Cruise film mm-hmm. that's like in a couple, like next month, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, you know what I might watch later and I'm going to regret it? Porn? No, that I never regret. <laughs> no, no, I might watch Space Jam Legacy. Oh, no. We need content to talk about on this show. This is so, true. It's a pretty yeah. divisive film so far. The people that like it are like, yeah, like I like it. It's really stupid, but I still like it. And the other people are like, no, it's just stupid. The The thing I saw was from a buddy of mine who said his favorite part was Porky Pig rapping. Oh, man. Uh, I guess there's a rap battle in it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but you need to catch up because they just put out the first half of season two of the the new HBO Looney Tunes show. I know, I'm so far behind. It's so great. It's just so stupid. It's so stupid because it's just just fresh coat of paint, new jokes, but it's the same, just the same uh, kind of setups. Mm-hmm. Just three episodes and uh, three bits in an episode. Then you're good. Except for one horrifying one of bu- picture of bugs that scared the living shit out of me. It's just very... It was very scary. Alright. Okay, I believe you. Did you check out... Um, or, not check out, but have you been keeping an eye on uh, the stuff Rob Zombie's been sharing about his monster... Like, he just put yeah. up today that uh, on Instagram that they're not building just the month they're they've started construction not just on the Munster's house but their entire neighborhood. It's insane. He's putting a lot into this, so and, I'm I'm all on board. Uh, he showed Grandpa Munster's wig, which looked I mean just like Grandpa Munster's hair. He showed those sketches of what Herman and Lily's pajamas look like. <laughs> um, he, the, 
he seems to be really like I know a lot of people are like, oh no, this is gonna be really like Lily and Herman like calling each other motherfucker with redneck <laughs> accents, and I'm like, I don't I don't think, think so. Like he really loves the monsters. It seems hard to believe that he would. And I know a lot of people are also like, well, he really loved Halloween and he changed that up. And I'm like, yeah, but he changed that up in like a horror movie way. In you Monsters may not... aren't horror. Huh? Monsters are not ho- horror. So he doesn't have to work like he doesn't have to like, like expand on it to make it seem he like. He doesn't have to gore it up. Or yeah. Any... Or swear it up or anything like that. He just wants to make the monsters. It also just seems like for as much as he loves it I feel like if he did Rob Zombie it up even he would be offended by it because just over the years he's demonstrated a lot of affinity for that uh, yeah. for that TV show so like, I like it's like the main reason he has the song Dragula mm-hmm. and like half half the time the monsters show up on all of his stage shows mm-hmm. and it'd be hard to fuck up the monsters more than that uh, very very short series mockingbird lane yeah remember that <laughs> where Ez- uh, eddie izzard was herman but he was yeah. just eddie izzard <laughs> yeah it was so weird i'm like cool it's eddie izzard playing himself <laughs> herself what's happening <laughs> uh it was weird yeah I never even saw the, uh, there was only like one or two episodes, and I only ever saw the stills. I never even saw the, uh, I only watched like an episode or two as well, and I was just like, I'm gonna pass on this. Yep. Um, uh, fun promotion I like to do, just because it's a good segue for the thing I want to talk about. Uh, Mm -hmm. the Atomic Geekdom website just got redone. Oh, Uh, Yep. And slowly but surely, we're actually start like the Atomic Geekdom group that we're affiliated with is actually gonna we're gonna start slowly putting more and more things on it. It's been dormant for a long ass time. Uh, mm. For for a while, it really was just a homepage that housed our podcasts. <laughs> yeah, even the uh, I gotta check on Dave. I curious about how dave's doing he hasn't even put out an atomic geekdom podcast i know he's around and that he's like doing his he's been doing a lot of twi- yeah a lot of streaming he's doing a lot of twitch lately so maybe he's done with the atomic geekdom podcast i don't know i don't know but but if you go there now there is a fun little review that uh myself and another guy did uh two different re- two different perspectives on the movie Willy's Wonderland. Ah. <laughs> Whereas I am extremely negative and he is positive. <laughs> yeah. And I need to like talk a to him. To be positive on. <laughs> uh, apparently I was talking with our friend Jenny and she's said that apparently everything I hate about the film he loved. And I'm like, I need to talk to this guy and we need to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, since we're on the subject of <clears throat> Nicolas Cage, you watched Pig. <laughs> that is a fantastic movie. Where did you go see it? Uh, I I went to the Roxy. Ah. Uh, it was the only place playing it, 
and man, it is. I we talk a lot about Nick Cage is the butt of jokes. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Well, he's the butt of jokes because he doesn't say no to anything right because he needs the money he's been bankrupt more we're talking about the man that bought a t-rex skull for several million dollars and then was informed it was stolen property and had it taken away <laughs> yeah he and and he we he's always the butt of jokes so because he's been in be, a lot yeah. of shit because he has to work yeah and, and yeah, and that's come up with amazing films like Mandy, Color Out of Space, Mom and Dad, but then horrible films like Worlds Apart, Willy's Wonderland, Jiu Jitsu, yep. uh, that stuff. Um, but something like Pig comes around, and it really puts in perspective that this guy can fucking act. He can. Like, and I think, holy shit, this movie like pushed him. And I think the thing is, because he works so much. He knows when he is in shit, and he, like, you know what I mean. Well, like that's what I've noticed because, like, I've been to the premiere of Mandy and Colorado Space, mm-hmm. and when he showed up to those, he was dressed more casual, like leather jackets, like with have like leopard print, mm-hmm. like jeans, chains, all sorts of stuff. Which I'm like, oh, cool, that's very casual, like Nick Cage, but for Pig. When he what I've been seeing photos of like when it was put at when he went to the premieres and stuff, and he's like clean shaven and a suit, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, oh, he means business, mm-hmm. and this movie proves it because it is on the surface a film about a man, uh, a chef who lives in the woods by himself with a pit with a truffle pig that gets stolen and he spends the movie trying to find his truffle pig. But it is so much deeper than that. Like I posted it online. I fucking bawled by the end of this mm-hmm. thing because like the well, message I behind he it doesn't live out in the woods because he's had a happy life is my assumption. <laughs> um, it's not really spoken about, Hmm. But from, I'm just going to go ahead. Like he kind of just lives in isolation because everything else, when he was a high, when he was a chef, like he was a big time chef in like Portland, Oregon, like his name had so much meaning behind it. But there's a very specific line he says where it just doesn't matter. Like, he does it because he just wants to live that simple life. He mm-hmm. lost his wife. It's almost like a John Wick kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but he doesn't... Like, his wife died from something. They never talk about it. And his only tr- he only truly cares about the pig. Um, mm-hmm. the, you don't know too much about the pig. It's just like, no, this is a pig. I love this pig because... For some reason... Because of truffles or whatever. Um... And it's, it's, it's such a sad but very poignant uh, movie. Uh, it has such great points of just being like, he's just like, listen, everything you're. Do-, he tells us to one chef. He's like, this is all fake. What you're doing is fake. These people don't give a shit about you. Like you gotta hold on to the things that you care about, and that's it. 
And that's like the main gist of the story. And it there's like there's no violence. Like there's like one fight scene at but that's about it. But it's just Nick Cage just with um this kid named uh, his name's Alex Wolf. He played like he was mainly known for like Hereditary yep. and like the Jumanji films and stuff. Uh, just with this kid who like his whole business model is he sells like food like high end food at like black market prices or something along the, like he's a seller of high end foods mm-hmm. like so he buys truffles off of Nick Cage's character uh, to sell because they he finds the best mm-hmm. he's just following around until they try and find his pig and just it's like an hour and a half long. And like, uh, like I can't, uh, I went upstairs to get something and my parents like, are you, did you like, like what? (laughs) Like, like, they they saw me after I watched it and they're like, did you, are you crying from a Nicolas Cage film? I'm like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good Uh, to know that it was really good. (laughs) It's, it is. I'm, I'm shot. Like I knew going in, it was going to be an adventure, but it was just so different from what his usual dog and pony show has been. Yeah, like I said, he he knows how to act, number one. Number two, I think because he works so much, he knows when a movie he is in is bad and he can do some of the out-of-the-box things he is known for. And some of the over-the-top things he's known for. But then if a movie like this comes along, he goes, nope, time to buckle down and really play it super straight. And play it like the absolute best I know how to play it. Not to say necessarily that he isn't always turning in his best, which we all know he's not. But that doesn't mean he's not trying. He's just maybe trying something that turns out weird. Yeah. It's just, it was just extreme. Like, I love Mandy, like... Mandy is just a fucking nut, like, nutcase film. Mm-hmm. And seeing this as being, like, the exact opposite of Mandy, but still being, like, very grounded, uh, very, could could be realistic, I guess. Sure. And just being, like, sh- and just seeing him just basically, just his whole emotion just slow like every expression like everything just slowly dying as he's like drifting further and further or trying to get closer and closer but also further away to finding this pig and it's just like fuck cool god i can't wait to own this movie (laughs) nice well i this week have um mostly my geeky thing has been reading superman comics how and where are you at right now i am near the end of the new 52 and it's weird um they did this thing towards the end of the new 52 where they did a lot of crossover and if you're just reading one title you're kind of like because it happened with course i read all of the batman books so it didn't matter but it happened with green lant oh i read trying to think what book i read where it didn't anyway the point is i'm reading superman but i'm not reading action or 
I think there was a Superman Wonder Woman comic as well. Yeah. So I'm like reading straight through the Superman book going, wait, uh, something happened between this issue and the last issue. And I'll go back and I'll be like, oh, continues in action comics. Great. I'm not reading action comics. <laughs> so um, that's happening. And that's pissing me off a little bit. But I've only got, I think, 10 issues left. And then I'm done with that run anyway. So, Yeah. Um, for comics, uh, on the Marvel app, uh, I just finished, on the DC app, I just finished the final episode, issue of Death Metal. Oh, okay. Uh, That's probably what I... I hate it. Yeah. I hate it so much. Just like, okay, whatever. I'm probably um, going to read those after I'm done with Superman, even though I know I'm going to hate them, but I'm just so curious. It's so convoluted. It's just so much. It's just like... oh, And it's one of those books that you kind of have to read all the other books. Shit. Around it, because they just do some weird shit. Um... So I read those, and then on Marvel, I've just been steamrolling through the 2018 to now Spider-Man stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got to the point where uh, Spider-Man is, is uh, they're still setting up kid, this character named Kindred, who's like a kind of like a I don't even know how to describe him. He's like he's like a mummy with centipede attachments. Um, hmm. and he's Norman, o- he's, he's Harry Osborn, apparently. Huh. Um, but they're still setting him up, but he just finished this run with a character who I feel like should be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because I think he'd fit in really well, uh, Sin Eater, um, who's, who, and because the whole story behind Sin Eater in this book in, in particular is just so, like, fuck, like, just kind of a little dark hmm. um but then i also picked up i i picked up actual comics of a couple things oh wow um extreme carnage which started last week um which i guess cletus cassidy is well carnage not so much cletus because i think cletus is just dead mm-hmm. but carnage is now taking over this guy and trying to run for president by starting an initiative against aliens, specifically symbiotes, um, like that's his whole platform for, I guess. So it's like a issue with a bunch of one-offs with each particular symbiote. Mm-hmm. So I have the main first issue, and then Scream, and then or Screech or Scream, whatever her name is, and then I think Riot oh, and Lasher. Shriek, no, not Shriek. Uh, sh- uh, I think her name's Scream. Shriek is the girl, is like the one who actually, who's kind of like Banshee. Oh, uh, uh, who was like, who was like Carnage. Well, Carnage, she also was like Carnage's girlfriend. Okay, they made him too similar. Yeah, uh, Scream is just a symbiote with like, I guess her tendrils around her hair or something like that. Okay. Um, I'm reading those, and then I just picked up the first issue of the Spider Man event. That's happening right now called the Sinister War, uh, which I'm not sure what it is. I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm picking like it's one of those things where I'll pick up some comics if it looks interesting enough or just issue one Mm -hmm. and go from there. Uh, I know I'm going to pick up an issue of the new Moon Knight series that comes out this week. Nice. Because I've already heard really interesting things about it. 
Um, and then they just finished the run of Haha ha with the most fucking depressing story of a clown. Oh, really? Oh, my God. It's just so depressing. Like, I read and I was like, I need a hug. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, yeah. Um, I, I probably, yeah. By next episode, like, I started, I'll probably finish it later tonight, uh, Fear, the last Fear Street film. I still haven't seen the second. Leanne and I, we've both been, especially Leanne, she's been wicked busy because her office has been shorthanded. So, we've been missing our movie nights lately. Well, I'll tell you right now where I'm at so far in Fear Street 60, 1666. I'm like, this isn't the greatest, <laughs> but whatever. I want, I want to finish it, but I will say this for three mediocre films. Yep. Um, I, they're, I like, they're fine. They're what they are for rated R teen films, mm-hmm. I guess, but I will give them credit for making three films like back to back to back. Like, putting that like that is a humongous task sure yeah in such a short time period yep um so i give the mad props for it nice <gasps> oh multi oh mcfarlane just put out a first look at their reverse flash figure yes oh yeah I rem- yeah like there's a reverse flash now oh, i'm so excited because i already have uh, their Flash and their Injustice Flash from the uh, McFarland DC multiverse, and now it looks like they've got. Re- yes. <laughs> uh, I need a flat. I need a Reverse Flash to go with my Flash and Red Death. <laughs> reverse Flash is one of my favorite comic book villains. He's <clears throat> such a basic concept, like. Let's take our good guy and just make an evil version of our good guy. <laughs> but then every comic I read with him in it, I'm like, yep, I enjoy this a lot. <laughs> it's, he's, it's, I, I, sometimes it's the simple villains mm-hmm. that are the best. Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of why, and even though a lot of people now think he's overplayed, but that's kind of why originally Venom in the comics was such a great... Because he's basically just evil Spider-Man. Yeah. Which and is... now... Well, now he is a... I Oh, yeah. I bought that. I bought the la, the 300th or 200th issue of Venom. The last one. Oh, wow. And they... I, I've missed so much that I was just like, wait, what? Because <laughs> it's no longer Eddie Brock. Uh... Eddie is now a god symbiote where he just can be at any place he wants at any time with any symbiote that he has under his control after the whole King in Black fight or uh, thing. And his son is now Venom. And his suit sucks. It's like he builds a suit that he has to climb into with stairs like venom you puts down stairs so he kind of has this son has to climb into it That's... and he's like a big muscular dude with chains instead of webbing mm. great i'm just like oh god no <laughs> and just another reason i'm not really up to date on comics is i would get so lost and confused if i tried to just jump right in <laughs> Well, the only reason I bought this issue uh, was because I heard 
that apparently they sell for like three hundred dollars. What? And I'm like, excuse me, like someone's buying them and reselling them for like three hundred bucks. That and I'm like, never... so I was I bought one of them and being like, I'm not going to do anything with it now, but it might be worth something actually worth later on down the road. Not since the '90s bubble has that been a thing, because now yeah. The only way that could be that much is if they didn't print very many of them. Which they printed a lot of them. Right, exactly. That's also why the variant covers are a huge problem because there are so many even of the variant covers that it does. Comics aren't worth shit. Like, I don't know who's paying $300 for a current comic, but they're dumb. <laughs> I don't understand either, but I bought one anyway just to see. Mm -hmm. Just out of curiosity. Uh, the only reason the old ones go for a lot of money is because there aren't very many of them left. A lot of them got especially the ones from around the time of World War II and, uh, like, back when they weren't seen as a commodity and or even after that even like the 50s and 60s and 70s when they weren't seen as a commodity and people just threw them out when they were done reading them yeah it's it's bizarre because there's a guy who comes in he's a comic subscriber and he buys he keeps i don't understand him at all because he whines about how marvel sucks and, then he and buys dc everything. sucks but he keeps buying them he's like yeah i buy these anyway because I haven't read any of them, but I'm going to at some point. But I also buy and sell these all the time. And I can sell these for, like, up to, like, like I'm buying for, like, five, six bucks. I could sell for, like, 30, 40 bucks. I'm like, who? This just came out. Because I know, um, oh, excuse me. I know some people that will buy them no matter what, uh, even if they think the storylines suck. Because comics obviously go up and down writing and art teams change and so i have friends that have been reading certain comics for like decades and have bought pretty much every issue and they can point to specific times and go oh yeah it sucked right then and it sucked right then and it sucked then and it sucked then but guess what there 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 and there it was all really good so <laughs> yeah i like i have a full i have full runs of some stuff from mm -hmm. back in the day and, and things like that um i do buy variants on occasion um i did buy a variant of <clears throat> this i guess it's a quarterly annual godzilla book that's coming out oh that's fun so this so it's like godzilla it's called like godzilla rivals so the first issue is him versus hedora mm. um and it, and i bought like the regular cover and i bought the variant cover just because it was like 15 bucks and i actually kind of dug it it kind of looked like an old school like a uh, wrestling poster oh cool Except it kind of looked more like a lucha thing, but I was like, I, I kind of want it. <laughs> I have had a weird urge lately to get like a month of WWE Network. Well, they just went, uh, they just got got crowds back. I know, but not to like watch current stuff, <laughs> like to go and watch like some like Macho Man Randy Savage kind of old school. Is the WWE app still a thing? Because they now are on Peacock. Yeah, but they still have their own app. Uh, it's only the new stuff that's on Peacock, right? 
I think so. Is Peacock just live television or is it recorded? Uh, it's both. Peacock is NBC's app, so they, it has their old stuff and their new stuff. So I wonder. I think the WWE app is still a thing for like all their back catalog for. Oh yeah, it's mostly just for live stuff. Okay. Yeah. Because I know as we're recording this, I don't really pay that much attention, but it was big enough news. That oh, last the ladder in the bank in the match bank. on Peacock had like some serious glitches going on. Yeah, well, between that, but the main thing is just John Cena showed up, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. John Cena. I should have bought that figure at Funko Pop Shop. The, the one where John Cena. Yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> It really is. But I only really care about John Cena because we're like, two, what, two, three weeks away from Suicide Squad? Uh, August 6th. So yeah, like three weeks. Mm, yeah, uh, not next weekend, the weekend after. <sighs> mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I can't wait. I know, I'm pretty excited. Actually, let me see. I can probably tell you. Uh, um... One, so this Friday is the 23rd, then next is the 30th, so yeah, the f- two Fridays, three Fridays from now. It's insane. It's weird, like, I've, it, it's bizarre because I looked at the calendar and I was like, oh my god, it's already almost August. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, Suicide Squad, The Suicide Squad, coming right up, looking forward to it. Can't wait. And that Take seems all like, my money. Yeah, that seems like a good place to end, so... Alrighty. Yeah, we'll talk to everybody later. We'll have stuff next time. Oh, totally. Yeah. Bye. Bye. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment and is part of the Atomic Geekdom Network. If you have not already subscribed wherever you get your podcasts, please do so. It really helps us out. Also, what really helps us out is if you could leave us a review. We really do appreciate it. Find us online on Facebook. Just look for Two Broke Geeks. Find us on Instagram, 2BGPod, and on Twitter, at 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom online at AtomicGeekdom.com or on Twitter, at Atomic Geekdom. Thanks. Oh, it's over. It's over.